for one thousand or for one hundred. One hundred. We can do hundy. Mm-hmm. Got that black yeah. mamba. Welcome to the DAP. It's your boy Tim and your boy Dave. Welcome. We are your hosts for this episode. And we are here to discuss some very important stories in the ongoing war on drugs. Crack. And methamphetamine. Psilocybin. Heroin. Heroin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This show is brought to you by the War on Drugs. First enforced by the... Uh, it would be... Harry Anslinger was the first one to really go after drugs. And then... Uh, and everybody followed suit. Everybody followed. Then Nixon came through with the, uh, you know, the intro there. I don't remember Nixon. I remember Reagan holding up the fucking drugs. George Bush actually held up a bag and said, this is crack cocaine. It might have been Bush, one, oh, of, the, one of them. What a numbskull. I wonder what they did with that. He went back and fucking crushed it up and That's what I'm thinking. threw it in his uh, bong. Butt bong that shit. I wonder if people do smoke crack with a bong. Probably. Could. You think people mix crack in with weed and smoke it? Oh, yeah. Really? Like, yeah, it's like a bobo. Is a bobo a bobo? It's oh. a bobo. Or a bolo. When you put it in a blunt, you call it a bolo. There's a weed strain called green crack. Maybe that's where they got it from. It could be. Man, I, dog, I did it we, once in a blunt, not knowing. If we mix this weed with some crack. What do you mean? Ho, 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 whoa. You smoked some crack in a blunt? An accident. An accident? You didn't know it was in there either? No, not till I was, couldn't walk and I was leaning against a tree and the dude was like, hey, you know what was in there? I'm like, no, but I don't think it was just weed. There's some crack in there. He sprinkled some crack in yeah. the blunt and didn't even tell you. I couldn't even walk, man. Was that your friend after that day? He still was, yeah. You still forgave him for that? Yeah. Man, dude, you got a big heart. I do. Oversized. Hey, buddy, just because you put crack in my blunt. You know, that was our smoking spot in his basement, so it wasn't kind of, it was more convenient than, you know. We have a friend of ours that uh, she was uh, taking care of her mother who's uh, basically paralyzed from the waist down. She was in a wheelchair and her elderly grandmother at the same time. They're both living with her. And she thought it would be a good idea to sneak some edible brownies into the Mm. dessert tray Mm. just to calm them down because she wanted some peace. If Mm. it wasn't her mom needing something, her grandma was complaining there. She was like basically a visiting nurse for her grandma and her mom. And she just wanted a couple hours of peace. So she gave them some marijuana brownies and they got like violently sick and she felt horrible about it. You gotta be careful with that shit, man. Yeah. Somebody dies on something you give them, you're gonna get charged. I would, yeah, no doubt about it. So let's go back to this crack blunt. All right. What did you feel like? Crack and weed mixed together. I felt I didn't really feel like a crackhead. I just felt like I was a super high, but I couldn't couldn't use my legs, man. 
As soon as I walked out the porch, I was done. Hmm. That's a bad side effect. It is. I never heard of that before. Like side effect of crack. Rotten teeth, bad respiratory disease, sunken eyes and legs not working. Legs not working. Anti legs. Anti legs. What's some other weird combinations that you've done? Have you done any other weird combinations of drugs? No, I just like the typical shit, man. Acid, coke, shrooms. Ever do heroin? No. I snorted heroin once. I did mescaline once. Ooh. You snorted heroin once? I did. How was that? Did you know? I did. Well, I knew as I was doing it because I thought it was cocaine. Mm, and it was already like, on the way up. It was, Somebody's a, like, it was oh. already like there and it was already in front of me. And the dude was like, you know, that's that girl, right? And I was I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, yeah, I know what the girl, <laughs> I know what the girl is. And I snorted it and it had a weird, yeah, it definitely was not like cocaine, dude. Did it have a weird drain? Did it taste different? Yeah, it did taste different. It did not taste. I different. love the cocaine drain, dude. Yeah, the drain. I, I get that drain from Flonase. So I, oh. I use a little bit too much Flonase once in a while. Yeah. You like the cocaine drain? I love the drain, oh. dude. That's what they should call cocaine. That should be the DEA nickname the for drain. cocaine. The drain train. Drain train. Uh, or that could be a porn fluff. I mean, seriously, if they had like legal cocaine that didn't get me high and it just gave me the cocaine drain, the flavor and the taste, the feeling, I'd do that shit. So if they had opiate-free cocaine you would you would oh, snort that as long shit? as they gave you the drain man if they had opiate-free cocaine and they named it the drain train and they sold this shit in gas stations you would you would do it i'd snort the shit out of it what would you make it out of what makes you what is it what would be make it would be the, like the cutting agent it'd be like the you know no i don't think it's the cutting agent because everybody uses different it would be like, uh, what do they use? Like um, eth- ethanol or something? Yeah, like, gasoline. Use pure ethanol. Snort this pure ethanol and we'll call it the drain train. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe some of the greatest, I believe some of the greatest feats in creative art and music history are directly related to cocaine. I agree, man. I'll give you a good, uh, the best example that I know of is uh, the Eagles song, Hotel California, supposedly was written by Don Henley and the other guy in the band, I don't know who he is. They locked themselves in their mansion with an ounce of cocaine or two, and a week later they come out with this beautiful song, Hotel California. Dude, I wish, that would be like my dream, man. It's like just being rich and have all the access to real cocaine, not cut with fentanyl. Yeah, just being having. Hmm. You wouldn't do cocaine now, though. No, I wouldn't. I, You're saying a dream of something. I mean, if I had a lot of money right now, I probably would, man. If I could, like, not worry about working and just fucking chilling out. My bad. My broski. See if he's on the show. See if he wants to add. Hey, bro, we're recording the the dap right now. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Just call me when you're done. All right, we're talking about. Uh, hey, just real quick. 
Um, Dave is telling a story about when he was younger, somebody laced a blunt with crack and he smoked it. And uh, what do you think about what would you do if uh, your friend didn't tell you and laced your blunt with crack until you, you know, then when your legs came out from under you. All right. All right, brother. I'll call you back. Yeah. Uh, see, he says he doesn't consider, but you, but that's why I said you have a forgiving heart. I mean, you did break my phone once. I broke your phone. I just put a booger on me. Oh, Jesus. We're going to go through all this again. Super glued my lips. Oh, my God. I did all this. My, my mouth lips. (laughs) Just so everybody's clear. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. Anyway, let's carry on with the show then. Thank you. Thank you for forgiving me for all that mean shit. You're welcome, man. But I would never put crack in your butt, dude. I mean, back then it was like the thing to do, man. It was like surprise people. Yeah, I agree. Surprise, surprise. A surprise. Well, just like that guy surprised me on the. I forgave him. Yeah, exactly. He he gave me a line. I thought it was coke. It was heroin. Heroin. Yeah, but you see, you're trying to play cool. You're like, Shh, I know what this shit. Is. Uh, I know what I know. What girl, <laughs> I, know, what I, know I know what that girl is. I I, I read the de. So, anyways, list. get back to that though. What did you feel though? Did you get the heroin high, or was it like just so cut up you didn't get? No, I got the heroin high. I just remember I didn't feel like super energetic like uh, coke. I just felt like more like uh, laid back or more like. Uh, I don't know, man. Did like, you want more after? No. So it wasn't like Coke. Like Coke, once you do a line, your yeah. rest of the day is pretty much Coke. I didn't do any more that night. I drank alcohol the rest of the night. I didn't even. I did a line before we went into the bar, and then I didn't do any more. Hmm. Yeah, so. But when I realized what it was, I didn't want any more. Because I was like, oh, fuck, I'm out of my league, man. I never fucked with that, you know? You know, it just it was a weird experience acid i've done acid a lot you did a lot of acid Mm -hmm. we did acid um um never did any kind of you know ice crank fucking uh, meth nothing like that Uh, we should do meth on the show no we shouldn't i agree we we can invite somebody i want to invite my friend uh kevin he was uh he was de- he was a drug dealer and he got busted with some some coke and some and some marijuana and a gun. Can you bring some coke? No, no, well, not anymore. He's out of the game now. But he wanted to talk about his experience in the criminal justice system because mm. we cover that a lot. We don't just cover like the drugs and the effect of drugs because I know that's kind of you know that's fun to talk about to me. Because I, th- I think we need to have an open conversation with people in this country other than drugs are bad, don't do drugs. I like that Southern mix you threw into it. Drugs are bad, don't do drugs. I think education, man. That's what everybody just needs. Education. Like truthful education, not some bullshit that right. you're going to smoke this weed and your feet are going to fall off kind of shit. 
Well, if you mix it with crack. If you mix it with crack, yeah, you're definitely going to lose your legs. Right. But other than that, I think, yeah, I agree with you. Instead of just like myths that right. this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs, guess what? Psilocybin don't fry your brain. Weed don't fry, fry your brain. Mm-mm. Acid I mean, don't fry your brain. You know what, dude, though? But weed does give you some short-term memory loss, man. But as soon as you quit, though, man, you get that shit back. Are you serious? Yeah. All right, I'm quitting. What did you say? I'm quitting. Huh? San Quentin. It's a prison. Oh, all right. California. Is that where we're going? Um, Let's continue with this show. How about the first story? CNN.com. Which one's that? Well, it's you might have it on a different story, but it's about a plane overloaded with cocaine crashes on the takeoff exposing an entire crime syndicate holy shit yeah light aircraft overloaded with cocaine crash on its takeoff on the way to australia because australia is starting to be a country full of addicts just like the usa i'm just letting you know right right the police said on saturday um exposing a melbourne play uh based crime syndicate and leading to the arrest of five men with alleged links to the italian mafia so the italian mafia is getting into moving drugs between different countries um the cessna aircraft which was stuffed with more than 500 kilos by the way that's 1100 pounds of cocaine went down while attempting to leave a remote airstrip in papua new guinea you think the pilot would know better well a lot of, a lot of times man these pilots they don't if they're if they're getting high off their own supply dude that's true maybe he was thinking i'm gonna get this plane in the air and then when I start smoking this shit, the weight will go down. The Australian Federal Police, the AFP. Damn, there we go. <laughs> said in a statement that greed played a significant part in the syndicate's activities. And they added they cannot rule out that the weight of the cocaine had an impact on the plane's ability to take off. Oh, so they don't even know for sure. Five suspects were arrested in Queensland in uh, Victoria in recent days and have been charged with conspiring to import over 500 kilos of cocaine and a number of related offenses. They each face a maximum sentence of life in prison Damn. if convicted. And the pilot was also arrested two days later after surrendering himself. Surrendering himself. So the authorities said the plane had flown to Papua New Guinea from a small town of Marbi, uh, Mari, Marbia, wait, Mariba, in the far north Queensland, flying about 3,000 feet to avoid detection by radar. Mm. The cocaine stash was eventually found on Friday after a search of the area. Its value was estimated to be about 80 million Australian so, dollars. When they're talking about a plane crash, I'm picturing fire and shit. But obviously, it was just a light. Yeah, it just couldn't take <laughs> off. It couldn't take off, and it just kind of like struggled a little bit. And just, do, 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 do. With the current interstate travel restrictions placed on COVID, the attempt to import illicit drugs into Australia shows how opportunistic and greedy organized crime can be said the AFP Deputy Commissioner Ian McCartney. Here comes little Skippy boy. Hey, Skippy boy. It's my little uh, wiener. <laughs> Put that shit away, dude. <laughs> my little wiener dog named Skip. Hi, buddy. 
are you doing? Yeah, I give Skip CBD. It calms his ass right down. So he's a drug-using dog. Damn. Instead of having a drug-sniffing dog, I got a drug-using dog, which uh, fits my lifestyle. Um, the arrested men, ages 31, 36, 31, 33, and 61, were charged with a variety of crimes. The first man faces charges of directing activities of a criminal syndicate, laundering money over a million dollars. A number of assets were seized by police with an estimated total of 3.5 mil. Damn. It's one of the largest busts in Australian history. Australians are really, really starting to pick up on this cocaine, especially Sydney. Sydney, there's a lot of cocaine use there, and it's similar to the United States. Um, the United States is just the United States is just like a big block of Swiss cheese. Damn, that was a good. Uh, it's just so easy to get drugs through these holes. I mean, I can tell you how they're gonna fix this very soon with this COVID thing. This is my theory. Okay. My theory is with COVID going on and the world events that are happening now, they're going to try to usher in a cashless society because cash is dangerous. You got to, you know, mm-hmm. give it back and forth, give each other viruses and shit. So first comes the cashless society. Then comes the closed and total control, the closed borders and the total control of everything and everybody. One world government, and then boom. Mm. Imagine Kim Jong-un being our president. He would be uh, Trump's VP, probably. Damn. We'd be eating fucking tree bark. I know. Jesus. We would be fucking... You know, if they did cashless, they could at least make the, the credit cards out of hemp. Fuck all that plastic. Mm-hmm. I don't want a cashless society. I think that'll be fucked up. It will be. Somebody will find a way to take advantage of the system and get rich off of it. That's always what happens when they when the government intervenes. Is somebody gets rich, but it's never us. The thing about man, cashless is <clears throat> the internet goes down or or whatever. Man, you ain't buying shit. You ain't buying shit. I mean, Square is going to be fucking getting a lot of money. Everybody's going to be buying their drugs and shit with fucking charge cards and they are well you think about this we go to a cashless society will there still be a illegal drug trade mm-hmm. how's the wa- how's the money laundered with no regulation or no you know i mean with a total fucking records of every transaction how is it laundered man how do we do that just have to have shell companies and shit skip what are you eating over there what are you doing over there you being bad? Huh? You want to come up here? Come on. Okay. Don't be eating anything you're not supposed to, dog. So let's just, you know, forget about Australia. Forget about that story. You know what? Fuck them. They tried to do 500 kilos on a fucking plane. They couldn't take off. Should have did 400. That's how stupid they are. But... In a related story that just came up, Sydney, and this is from Vice, this is from Vice.com, Sydney became Australia's cocaine capital. Damn. The fact that you can sail a yacht 
and a straight line from Columbia to Sydney is just one part of the story. So they just get in a fucking yacht, load of cocaine, droop, straight there. For the longest time, very few people did cocaine in Australia until Dave moved there. I was just thinking about moving there, man. The drug was available, but not at, it, was a, it was a low quality novelty for the rich and only in small amounts. It was a very, very, very poor quality, said Paul Dillon. He is the uh, director of drug and alcohol research and training. So he gets to taste all the good drugs. Damn. And a prominent commentator on Australia's drug culture. It's always $2 a gram. You never got it cheaper. It's not bad. Two hundred a gram. That's. Oh, really I thought you good. said two dollars a gram. No, did I say two dollars? I'm yes, gonna say that's two. Why I'm like, that's two, not bad. Two hundred dollars a gram. That's a lot. You never got it more. Uh, you never got it more expensive, and you certainly got it only for luxury occasions. Those days are gone. That was over last. Uh, that was over the last decade. Australia's cocaine market has exploded. We know this is not. Only because of border detections, we have increased fivefold, but because wastewater tells us that more and more people are raking up, are raking up on a regular basis, or racking up. Do they call that racking up? You say, hey. The DEA give, don't know about this give shit. Give me some lines, dog. I want me to rack them up. up. I'll rack them up. You break that eight ball out. Yeah, it makes sense. It does make eight sense. Eight ball, boom. Racking. Two years later, the estimated, okay. From 2016-17, national consumption of cocaine equated to just over three tons. Mm, that's not very much. Two years later, the estimated weight was about 4.6 tons. Getting and better. 55% of that was New South Wales. Further research confirms that Sydney is the capital of Australian cocaine usage. Damn. Their possession incidents doubled in the last four years. They're racking it up over there. Mm. Coca leaves are the most commonly grown and processed cocaine in South American countries of Bolivia, Peru, and Colombia before being trafficked out to global markets. Countries in the Asia-Pacific region, including Australia, are the last stop on the shipping route. That goes some way to explaining why Australians pay on average the second highest price, uh, price for cocaine in the entire world. <laughs> As this paper explains, the 2016, a kilogram of cocaine was worth about $54,000 in the U.S. While in, in, uh, in Australia, that same amount was 259000 Holy fuck. We should have gotten that game. Dude, you get a kilo of coke in Australia, you might as well just cash it in. Damn, dude. Quarter mil. Four kilos is a million dollars. And it only cost you to buy that shit like a hundred grand. Damn. Traditionally, South American cartels transported cocaine through Mexico and U.S. via the border. The route existed for decades until the mid 2000s. Law enforcement was ramped up along the borderline between 2005 and 2012. The number of guards along the U.S.-Mexico border was doubled, uh. an increase that drove smugglers to move their operations from land to water. In the four years between 08 and 12, the U.S. authorities registered 73% increase in drugs moving along the Pacific coast. Damn. Perhaps unsurprisingly, this tradition from land to water based smuggling occurred at a time when more coke was showing up in, in Australia. In 2013, a luxury yacht docked in Vanuatu, Vanuatu, 
and uh, uh, en route for Australia was seized with 750 kilos on board, dude. And in 2017, a yacht off the South Wales coast was caught with over 1.4 tons of cocaine. Jesus. So these yachts are just like loading up the coke, partying all the way there. Damn, dude. <laughs> dude, you see all these videos with all these chicks, bikinis on this fucking cocaine boat, and they're just getting off. Fucking, what is that? They're racking that oh, shit man. up. Dude, they're racking up them eight balls. Damn, dude. South American cartels apparently realized that shipping coke north to the U.S. wasn't all that much easier than shipping it uh, west across the Pacific to Australia, where people were willing to pay a considerably higher price per gram. This thing's like a high-level machine. It's like a high-level business, man, like a, like a Fortune 500 company. You think like um, Pablo, Pablo Escobar at his peak fucking uh el chapo at his peak was making 400 million a week i just came up with this idea man why you know like there's bitcoin right yeah why isn't there like a stock market for like drug dealers man have like a lineup you pick every month like a fantasy fucking lineup who gets the most through that's a good idea you bet on that shit Black market, drug market, black. It was instead of called the the Wall Street, instead of called the the stock market, we call it the black market. Oh, it's stupid. The what would it be called, man? What would you call the illegal stock market of drugs? Like you can invest in the cartels, is what you're saying? Yeah. Oh no, shit. That's a good idea. Cartels could go on a capital. They'd be like, hey, man, we want to build two or three submarines. We're trying to expand to Antarctica. Antarctica. The, we're trying to get the Eskimos to do coke. So we need like $7 million to build this thing. You want to invest? And you say, yes. Let us in on it, man. I want, oh, to, yeah. make, I want to make some money. They're going to make money, man. Let's share that They're shit. They're going to make it either way. Mm. But, you know. They can easily smuggle, you can easily smuggle cocaine on seals. Uh -huh. Only problem is they get eaten by killer whales. Well, you you make that the whole plan. You oh. train the fucking killer whale, whales to swim to where you want them to swim. Yeah. They eat the seals on the way. They have fucking 800 seals in their stomach. You get there, there's your 800 fucking kilos, man. In mm. the belly of a whale. Yep. Mm. It's it gets complicated. These but, things get very complicated. But they work. Yeah, they do. That's I mean, they're not proven yet, but it takes a lot of planning. But I'm sure it could be done. Next thing you know, the cartel is the cartel is hiring all the all the killer whale trainers away from SeaWorld and shit. <laughs> Where'd Jackie? Why Jackie leave? <laughs> I don't know. She got a job in Colombia. What? There's whales in Colombia? There is now, motherfucker. There is now. One of the drivers arrested was a guy. We're getting back to this. We're getting back to this um, Australian drug thing because you guys need to realize that these things evolve, right? They evolve into bigger and better drug wars. They get more funding. They put more people in jail. It's just so interesting that it's not really covered on mainstream media at all. 
very few of these stories are on Fox and CNN. And I mean, a few of them are on CNN, but none of them are on like CBS, NBC. They don't cover this stuff. This stuff's very important. It's important to know. They don't cover it because why do you think? Um, I don't think they cover it because, because it shows, uh, because they keep on them with the same narrative that it's a failed war, war on drugs. Like everybody's like, this drug war has failed for so many years, but I am starting to, I'm almost like 70% of the way over to Matt Frazier's theory that it's successful, that it's very successful. The war on drugs is very successful folks. They want this war to create a criminal class of people that they can control. And it's an easy way for elite business entrepreneurs and politicians to smuggle money tax free bitches. Think about that. It's like a modern day slavery, man. It is. It very much is. And they can manipulate it any way they want. And, and if I come down, like if I, if I show up in Bolivia, if I go down to Bolivia, mm-hmm. And I harvest my own fucking coke, mm-hmm. and I process it, and I move it, and my competition finds out about it. They're gonna make the quick connect call to who they got connected to. Do 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 do. Senator in fucking Florida. Hey, there's a big shipment coming in through the Miami port tomorrow night. And then on my website, we got the people betting that if that shipment's gonna make it through or not. Yeah. Payday for everybody, man. Yeah. Yeah, it could it could actually replace sports betting. Yeah, because nobody no can do sports. sports, so you can you can smuggle drugs during Corona. It's probably the best way to do it right now. You just send a bunch of people over the border wearing their masks. Fill the masks up. Fuck yeah, <laughs> the masks are made out of drugs. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's cover our last story of the episode because it has exactly to do with that. Everybody says you're crazy, Tim and Dave. You're crazy, the DAP. Legal drugs would never work. We have to keep them illegal because everybody will be addicted. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? They're sending drugs to the most secure places on earth. So they're never going to stop the drugs from flowing in because it is a mastermind plan. And this is what I'm talking about. According to the NewYorkPost.com, the feds busted a gang that smuggled drug-soaked comic books into Rikers Island. Damn. One of the most infamously you know, secure prisons in the entire fucking country. It's on an island, dude. So I just got this weird idea, man. What's up? I got a lot of weird ideas today. Yeah, yeah. Did you do some CBD? I did. Okay. Makes um, sense. So if we wanted to be drug dealers and we wanted to sell our drugs where uh-huh. there is no drugs, where would that be? Prison. Fucking Mars. Oh, yeah, there's drugs in prison. Dude, think about how many... You could probably grow fucking some badass shrooms on Mars. You could probably, yeah. Dark, humid. Yeah. Untouched. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And then you could just stockpile them there for yep. when it gets populated or sell it to the aliens. I would market drugs to the aliens because so they're, they're coming. They probably already... They have an advanced drug probably, man. They probably don't even need drugs. They're probably just so scientifically, they're probably so advanced, like biologically, that they don't get depressed or hurt or anything. They just kind of like, probably, kind of like, 
logical Spock robots that just kind of walk around like everything is good. You know, like the Lego movie, everything is awesome. They just like walk around. They, they know what the universe is all about already. I did want to try this on the air, though. What? If you say, okay, Google. Yeah. I want to see how many phones. I want to see how many phones fucking pop up. Oh, shit. Or, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. My phone just said, yeah. They do that shit on the radio sometimes, and my phone starts going crazy, man. You, it's my my phone is recording everything we're saying right now. Of course, it's probably sending it to sending the, fuck, it to the fucking CIA. God damn it! Now they know all the code names. Okay, so let's talk about these comic books they're smuggling into Rikers Island. Okay, this is our last story. It's going to be a little shortened here. Yeah, we got to shorten it up. We got to get going. We got some important guests coming on the show. Nearly a dozen gang members and associates, including two Department of Education staffers, <laughs> were indicted for the elaborate interstate narcotics operation that included smuggling drug-soaked comic books and court papers into Rikers Island. So smart, dude. The Bully Gang's founder, the Bully Gang, Molik Mo Money. Harris, Damn. Harrell, 30, is currently on Rikers in a murder charge and allegedly coordinating with his associates, Anthony Biggs Kennedy and Paul Baldhead Harris, to smuggle drugs into jail, prosecutors allege. Law enforcement officers recovered multiple pages of the court's tra- transcript that had been soaked in synthetic cannabinoids known as K2 and intended for Harrell. Harris also sent Harold a book in the mail that allegedly had several sheets coated with K2 and fentanyl or heroin. The visitor allegedly tried to smuggle a drug-laced comic book to Harold on May 29th, but authorities seized it. Harold's cell was later searched and law enforcement found 19 comic book pages that tested positive for K2 and for fentanyl or heroin. The 11 defendants charged in two indictments are a pair of Department of Education staffers, Amy Sonnenblick and Berman Clark, who alleged uh, alleged associates of the gang. Members of the ring, which spanned four states, uh, trafficked crack, heroin, and controlled substances using cars with hidden compartments and trap houses in Maine to store narcotics, according to the court papers. Wow. They were uh, the drug proceeds were laundered through bank deposits, wire transfers, and luxury vehicles, including a sixty-eight thousand dollar white Range Rover. Sonnenblick, who took home fifty-four thousand dollars from her Department of Education job last year, bought a Range Rover and allegedly turned it over to alleged bully gang member Derek Ayers for use in the operation. This thing is multi-state, multi-defendant thing. And, man, what an ingenious idea. They soaked comic books. Uh, and let me get a page of that Wolverine, man. Yeah, no no doubt about it. So that makes the... Uh, that makes the term uh, X-Men something totally different now. Yeah, it does. Damn, DEA is going to get that one now. Mm-hmm. What do you got? What do you got for ecstasy, boss? We call it X Men. Got that Superman. Got the Archer. Got the Iron Man. We got 
Some of y'all just need to smoke <laughs> some weed and see if it don't help the quality That's it right of your motherfucking life. <laughs> That's uh, the outro. Uh, yo, yo. Thank you for listening to the DAP. You're welcome. We are your hosts, Tim and Dave. Big shout out to Mike Biggs on the West Coast. We don't have that anymore. Do we? we don't, but we have OK Google. OK Google. Hey, Siri. Anyways, big shout out to my brother, Swerth Dog, calling during showtime. Hey, Alexa. Pick your friends carefully, he says. Don't hang out with friends that give you crack. Maybe I want crazy legs, dude. Maybe. You, you ever think that? I knew a guy named Crazy Legs. Did you? Mm-hmm. I wonder if he smoked crack in his blunts. Mm-hmm.